a time when our nation had a president who was a Muslim. And this guy was not just a president, but he was a tough guy. And uh, he was against every Christianity. And uh, every community where Muslims used to be, uh, we could get attacks. That's what is uh, happening even in other countries in Africa by now. And uh, by that time, anybody who couldn't believe the faith of Islam, then you were not somebody recognized in the country. So we suffered after all that time I was born. I didn't see anything good. And uh, most uh, places got some attacks. Uh, these guys could come every night and they kill people, Christians. Uh, they can take everything. They can come. Instead of shooting you, they just cut you. Maybe cut your hand, cut your whatever, things like that. So for me to accept the Lord, it was not a meeting being preached. Maybe somewhere, maybe that I went to the church, no. We were just attacked uh, in our community. It was night. I was 15. And uh, we were re raised by our parents to make sure that we were secure. And that night, my mom said, Samuel, you need to go under the bed. And these African beds, then I was just there thinking maybe they are just still around here. They are trying to keep me around. And uh, I feel like I'm safe. So I had different sounds of guns, which scares. And I could hear people screaming, cry. I didn't know what was happening, but it was a bad night that night. So God is a good God. In the morning, I just waked up, find myself under the bed. Then when I waked up, I hit my head. Then, oh. I slept here. Then I came out and I started to call upon my mom. My dad, nobody was uh, responding. Then I wanted to go out, wanted to open the door. It was locked. Then I went through the window. When I reached outside, then I started, Mama, Dad, nobody was responding. And uh, I went to the neighboring uh, place. And uh, when I reached over there, the door was open. I started, hey, guys, how are you? When I approached the door, I just saw the blood coming out. Then I tried to check on. I saw the bodies, including those children. We were together last night. They were cut, and everyone was died. So I was scared, and uh, because they told us, by that time that on that edge, you don't need to go through the roads because they will grab you, they will take you where they cannot find you because it was a time whereby attacks were coming from nowhere and nobody knew where these guys are coming from. And uh, I started to run into the bush without knowing where I'm going. And it took me like 15, 
uh, miles in the bush running. Then I found people in the bush. I was scared and they were scared. They were praying for the nation. Then I was scared. Then they say, young man, who are you? Then I introduced myself. I'm Samuel. I'm looking for my parents. And they say, we're going to assist you. Just to stay with us. Then I stayed with them. And when I was there, they gave me a cup of porridge, which encouraged my heart. And I say, these must be good people. Because if they were bad people, they couldn't do this. So I stayed with them there. And they kept on praying. I didn't know what they were talking about, what they were doing. I sat in the bush. But in the evening, the preacher preached. This preacher had no shoes, had no anything you can admire. And uh, Jesus was using him mightily. And uh, I heard Master Pete like, oh God, this guy is preaching in the bush like this. Uh, uh, they really going to assist me. And uh, I felt to surrender to Jesus. And that's the night I gave my life to Jesus when I was 15. And uh, I thought maybe uh, tomorrow they will assist me to go and find my parents, but they couldn't. Then I thought maybe next day, uh, and uh, they couldn't, but they could encourage me, Samuel, God is in control. Samuel, everything is in order. Just keep on believing because you are safe. We believe your family is safe. And uh, I thought maybe after three days, but it took me four years in the Bush Church. And by four years, I was now a strong man of faith. Somebody who knows God. Somebody who walks with faith. Somebody who couldn't fear anything, neither thinking about anything, what happened. But I was now ready to confront everything which is on the side of the enemy so that the devil may lose the battle. Praise God. So they say, now we're going to begin to preach in different communities. And uh, we went to a small town. Then the pastor said, Samuel, you are among the people going to testify. And uh, we believe God will touch different people. So we went. We had no speakers. We had no microphones. But uh, African drum. And uh, I'm good in that. <laughs> I started to drum. And when people had the drums, they started to run to come from different places. So we got like hundreds of people gathering there. Then they called me, Samuel, can you come over here? We use our voices and uh, you find all the hundreds are hearing. And uh, I started to testify what God has done, how I get saved. And uh, just in three minutes, I saw people coming screaming, say, he's the one. He's the one God has kept him. He's the one. Then I was like, who are these people coming to us where I'm standing? Because we had no uh, pulpit. And when they came closer, then I just looked and focused my eyes on those people. Then I just find, is my dad, is my mom, is my family coming? <laughs> Praise God. 
Then I was like, oh God, you have done it. Then I jumped from the pulpit to meet them. They were crying. They were like screaming, say, are you alive? Then I said, I'm the one. Then I said, you don't need to cry because Jesus has entered into me. He's looking for you and today is your day of salvation. I didn't preach much. They just went on their knees and they say, let your Jesus save us today. And they accepted the Lord, the whole family that day in the name of Jesus. Praise God. God is a good God. He's using us down there. And uh, we're still working hard to make sure the devil loses the battle. And uh, we make Jesus proud. It doesn't matter what is down there. It scares. Uh, we have a spirit of a lion. A spirit of bored. A spirit of telling nothing but Jesus. And uh, through that we seeing God touching lives of people. And uh, God is a, a good God. Praise God. Let's go in the book of Luke. Uh, chapter 7. We're reading from verse 11. To verse 17. And it came to pass the day after that. He went into a city called Nile. And many of his disciples went with him. And much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. A much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the coffin. And they that bear it stood still, and he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen among us, and that God has visited his people. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea, and throughout all the region around about. Praise God. I was talking about the potential in you this morning. And I said God has created us and allowed us in every generation to use our potential inside us for his kingdom. And I said any potential which is not operating on the side of God, there must be another side operating. The potential is what is in you, what you can do, and you feel you're doing the right thing. And uh, what you're doing is a blessing for you. It's something you do, and uh, you feel like God is saying thank you. Potential is the power in you which you can live knowing that really I'm not struggling to do it, but it's my priority to do this 
and uh, it has a big reward when I'll finish it to do what I'm doing. This young man was in the coffin. He did not like to die when he was young. Nobody tells us why he died by that time. But maybe Jesus wanted this to be known to us in this generation. This young man had an impact in the city. This young man has the capability in him which he can touch on the city. By the time he left the city dying, he left tears and people screaming. He was not somebody who was a noble person. But the devil was using that way to make people to live in pain. But through this young man, there was something which can redeem and bring freedom and joy in the same city. The Bible says that this young man, when he was in the city, they carried him. Somebody who is not using the potential, you going without knowing where you're going, but any wind can take you. Potential is something you need to decide and to know what you're doing. It's about to make your mind to say, no, this way, yes, here, even if it's hard. As long as you know this is God's way, then you don't need to be scared by anything because you are not alone. You are doing the right thing and God is with you and he enables you to do it. Potential is not about the years. You can do it on any level of your age. As long as you know this is my time, this is my season, no matter what happened in the beginning, you can declare today the past is over. Let me do what is next for the better future. My Bible says that this young man stayed in the coffin. Any potential which is not working, operating, is somewhere dead. Any potential which is not doing anything is kept somewhere. And the world is trying to take it where it's no support to be taken. Unless when Jesus encounters somebody like that. Unless when Jesus comes to us that gate. Then that what they are carrying, it will not be carried again. It will bring a great revival in the city. It will touch lives of people. It will transform different people. And in the name of the Lord, will be glorified. We see this man, Abraham. When you read Genesis 22, from verse 17 to 18, the world is so a buried man. He said, I'm following God by faith. He was already married, but no child. A buried life. Nothing coming out. No fruitful. 
But one day he just realized God has a good promises of my life. And uh, I must be carrying something special. By faith, this man believed God. When the world is so a bad man, God is so a father of a nation. And when God is a father of a nation, the world is so somebody who is not fruitful. And God is saying, no way. This man, all nations will be blessed through him. The potential inside Abraham has brought a nation on earth today. Somebody just believed God and used what he had, just faith, and acted all things to a level of risk. And what came out is something unique, whereby those people in Israel are living because somebody used his potential and believed God where seems no anything happened. Praise God. When we see a man called Moses, he was born a deliverer. But by the time he realized I'm a deliverer, nobody realized this guy is a deliverer. He knew I'm here to rescue my brothers. He knew I'm here to make sure I'm on the side of God. He knew my work is to take out the Israelites from the hands of Pharaoh. And by the time he wanted to do it, the Bible says that he, he saw the Egyptian hitting the Israel. And he went to rescue him because he has realized, I'm born for the purpose and I cannot allow this to happen in my season. I'm going to fight the enemy of my blood. The Bible says that he was capable and he killed this Egyptian and he buried him in the sand. But there are people watching. Then when he was counseling, talking to some people, then they say, hey, who made you to be our leader? And they said, do you want to kill us like you killed an Egyptian? Then it scares him. And he said, Lord... I don't need such things to keep on going. But God was leading him to encounter with him. So that that potential, people think it can't work. It's the same thing going to work to redeem those same people. The Bible says that when he encountered with God, he just came with a stick. I love that. A great nation. With different guns, with trained soldiers, God said, the potential inside you, with the literal you have in your hand, go. Some of us, we are waiting big things, then we say we are ready. It may not work that way, but what you have, and your potential, if you say, I'm ready, God is going to use what you have. And uh, is going to do a great victory. And the name of the Lord will be lifted high. Praise God. We see men like Elisha. He was a farmer. Nobody knew this man one day. He will save lots of people. Nobody knew that this is a great prophet. 
He used it to farm and people thought that his destination will end up in Damascus. But God sent a man and said, hey, go in Damascus, anoint the three people with oil. And among them, I'm looking some people to make sure they use their potential. And the Bible says that when Elisha realized what was taking place, he said, hey guys, I'm leaving some stuff. I'm going what God is telling me to go. I'm following what God is telling me to follow. And the Bible says that just a journey changed his life. By the time he came back, everyone was like, what is this? Young kids started to sing the same man because he had bow hair. They thought he's the same man. That time, the potential was not in operation. That time, he was a normal man. And when they sang, they sang. Then, they, what are these animals? The bears. They said, hey, sir. Let us help you. They came out and they grabbed and they hit all the kids and they showed this is no good. And everyone was like, what happened? Then these kids say, oh, we were singing and this song. Then everyone was changing that song because if that song has brought a problem, then you need to change it. Praise God. There are some songs as long as your potential begin to change. The devil is not going to sing it, neither demons over your life because God is the angel who has been blessed to rescue and to fight for you because you are now somebody fruitful for the kingdom of God. The Bible says that the man called David, one day there was a battle. And it was between the Philistines and Israel. And all the brothers of David were in the battle. For 40 days, nobody has brought in victory. And one day, his father said, hey, David, you're not going back in the bush. You're going to the battlefield. And you're taking food over there and to see your brothers. And when he reached over there, my Bible says, that's when the giant came out and said, hey guys, I don't need all of you, I need one. For sure in your family, God needs you. In your generation, God is looking for you. In such a time, God is looking for you. He said, if I get one, then I'm going to die. Whatever I need through that person to bring victory for the entire community, for the entire family, for the entire nation, for the entire world, because one has responded to me. And the Bible says, he testified. Say, guys, who is this? It takes boldness and to know who is your God. Said, I can do this. Then they say, don't say it again. When you're ready to operate with your 
potential, be ready to hear any negativity, but be focused. My Bible says they scared him and say, hey guys, there is no reason. There must be a reason why I'm here. There is a reason why you are here. There is a reason why you were born. You are still alive now. There is a reason why you are the one in this church. You the reason why you are still alive. Why? In your family, you the one who knows God. There is a reason. My Bible says that when he said, one of them said, can I take you to the king? Then he was taken to the king. And the king said, what are you going to do? Then he said, man, I've seen God. All my life, I've seen God. And the king said, what is sure? He has rescued me from a bear. Second, he has rescued me from a lion. Then the king said, wow, that's good. But those are animals' battles. Are you ready to face the giant? Then he said, yes. How? The potential inside me. With that God who has enabled me, I'm ready to confront everything. The testimony you have of what God has done for you is enough to confront any level of battle, anything in life to make God proud in the name of Jesus. What God has do for you? Do you have something small which God has done for you? You just need to say, devil, <laughs> you are in a mess. He is the one who rescued me there. Even here, I know he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above of what I ask all things. Because of the power which works in me. Say amen. amen. There is a potential in you. I'm preaching in tough places. Where it scares people. These are tough Muslims. I'm praying for this nation. Guys you need to pray. This spirit is not easy. When it comes it may not show. Doesn't show. But when it gets strength, it's tough. It needs God himself and people who are ready to confront it as they speak the truth in the Holy Ghost. Those places are too, too, too hard. But God has enabled us to reach in those places. When I was preaching among those places, then I saw guys by the time of inviting me to the pulpit, then guys just surrounded us. And all the people in the meeting ran away. <clears throat> These guys, we had small speakers and everything. They were burnt. Then I looked here, I looked there, I looked here. Then I felt like, can I run? Then I say, when I run, uh, really, am I going to be rescued? Then I say, I'm not running because I'm here for him. Wow. 
And uh, he's really seeing this. Then I stood. About 40 guys surrounded me. And they were screaming, Takibi, Allah Akbar, Takibi, Allah Akbar. It's uh, like a talk of uh, hunger. A confession to hit anybody. And uh, they said, this one must die today. I was hearing. I was praying into my heart. Then I said, God, I'm not dying today. He said, I'm not dying today. You just see what we're doing. Then I felt like I'm not dying. Then immediately, I started to hear them. This is a pastor. We don't need to do anything. Then they started to fight in their words when they are surrounded. Then one wanted to cut me. He had a, 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 a shape. Panga. And uh, he wanted, then another one hold it, don't do this. Then they started like uh, fighting each other. I was uh, standing. Then I was like, oh God, am I safe? Then the voice say, you said you are not dying today. Then I say, yeah, I'm not dying. I kept on. Then one of those guys I don't know how he came, but he had a big stone. Big stone. Then he came towards my back. Then he hitted me with uh, that stone. I went down. I didn't know what was taking place on, uh, on, on this earth by then. But I could feel I'm still alive. Then I was breathing. For sure, we called Ronnie. I said, guys, you need to pray because these guys have attacked. Then one of them, after being heated, came and said, Pastor, you need to come out over here. Then he held my hand. I was breathing. I got a motorbike because we don't have much vehicles there. In those interior places. Then that motorbike is a border border. It's called a border border. Anybody has been there knows that. So I was taken to the hospital. And uh, when I was in the hospital, they started to work on me. Then when I saw those guys who were working on me, they were Muslims. And the Holy Spirit told me, Samuel, after that, come out over here because they are finishing you here. Then I came, I told them, hey guys, I feel I'm okay. Can you call the motorbike? Then they called uh, those guys who are doing business on motorbike. Then they carried me from the hospital. They took me home. I was not feeling good, but I was working out to make sure I live again and keep on doing what I'm supposed to do. And when I was at home, I stayed there. Uh, we get some people who can work on me. It took me like one month. And uh, I went back to the church. When I went back to the church, everyone was happy. And uh, uh, I started to minister. After two months, the same God he told me, Samuel, I need you to go back where you were heated. 
you were not there. I was like, what God? I want you to go where you were hated. Until I said, yes sir, I'm going. I told the church everyone was a pastor. Why don't we go to another place? As we pray for that place, then I say, he said, we needed to go. We don't need to wait time because he's a God of time. And uh, we organized, we went there in a powerful way. I preached the same Jesus. And uh, the second day, people gave their lives and I saw people in the attires of Muslims coming, running in front. Then I asked those who were in the altars, what is this? Then one said, I was among the guys who attacked you. And I was the leader of that group. But your Jesus is real. He was convicting me. And today I just need to receive him. Praise God. And the others, five in that group, accepted the law. By now, as I speak, that guy is one of my pastors in another church, preaching the same Jesus. Praise God. There is power and there is some potential inside you. You can use it here. And as long as you hear, for him you shall live and you shall not die because you declaring the works of the Lord. He praise God. Your potential must operate. My Bible says, this young man, after being in the coffin, Jesus saw the widow. I say, no, I don't need cries in the city. He got compassion. I went to this mama and say, hey, don't cry anymore. It was a strange word to somebody in pain. Then he said, don't cry. I'm doing something because I know the cause of the cry. Most people are crying. Most people are miserable. Most people are really going to hell because there are some people who are not doing what they're supposed to do. And Jesus went to those guys carrying the coffin and he touched on the coffin. It's my prayer. Always. And when he touched on the coffin, they put the coffin down. He changed the destination of the devil. And he said, young man, even if you are in the coffin, you can make this city happy again. You can speak in this city again. You can do greater work so that they may know God is still God. And the Bible says that when he said, young man, get up. He just get up. He responded to Jesus. He responded to the master. If we can do that, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter which thing is carrying you. It's just to say, God, touch on my coffin. God, touch on my coffin. 
God, touch on my coffin. God, touch on my coffin. God, touch on my coffin. When he touches on your coffin, it doesn't matter. You bow to come up and they will hear you testify. They will hear you. God has remembered you and things are working well. Praise God. He touched and the guy came out. He started to speak. I told the people here when we were coming with Ron, we passed by a graveyard which was big. Then when I looked, I asked him, what do you call this here? Then he said, these are graveyards. Then I said, okay. Immediately, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said, Samuel, what's the richest place in the world? Then I was like, what? Then it kept, the richest place is what you have seen. Then I said, what? Ronnie didn't know what I, I was, but I asked him about the place. And uh, the Holy Spirit told me, do you know what? Their potentials have not done anything, and they are there. And I said, the greater singers who did not sing went with all sing songs. Greater leaders who did not give their time to do it and to make it, it works, they went without doing any leadership. Prophets went without prophesying. Evangelists, they were like, God, give me another time. Next year, I will be available. And when next year come, God, you know what I'm going through. You need to give me more time. Uh, about six months, I'll do it. And finally, he find out he's gone. And I was like, what's this? And God told me, Anybody must know why is he here and why is he leaving. Then he must be ready to use what God has put inside me for the growth of God. Then God told me today, as long as you go over there, to the message you are preaching, speak it up. Don't Allow your generation to go with something must work in your generation in that place. That's why it's very important to know what to do now before tomorrow. You are somebody unique. You are somebody special. You are somebody whom God can just look and say, yes, through him we are going to make it. Through her we are going somewhere. Through that one we are going to another level. Because God is looking and seeing you as somebody who can bring some multiplication in your time for the growth of God. Praise God. Your potential might not be touching this mic. 
We may not be preachers on the same pulpit, but God knows what you can do. And uh, if you're not preaching, you can be part of the preacher. And what the preacher has preached is not his own reward, but you are sharing the same reward because you have made him to be somebody to do what he was supposed to do, whereby everyone is getting his reward equally. Praise God. Potential. God can use your feet. Sometimes I walk to preach and those places we go, there is no roads. Vehicles can't go there. So you need to get a, a speaker, you put it here, and your bag, on your bag. Then another one, a small generator there, another one, another one. Then we need to walk. It can take like 15 miles. Some days we walked 20 because it was raining and no vehicle could go because it's mud. And uh, any vehicle to go there must be a strong vehicle. And uh, we have scheduled to go and open the church there and people were waiting. So we were supposed to carry, and we walked. When we tired, we sit on the sides of the trees or on the sides of the road. And we say, we can move or we go. And when we reached over there, they see us like angels. Everyone is just surrendering to Jesus. Everyone is like, oh God, you have come for us. Oh God, you are doing something. And finally, when we finish the meeting, that's when we remember we walked. Because we were remembering, we are walking again to God. But when the meeting was in place, we couldn't remember whether we walked because we were like, oh God, you are doing something because the work was in that. Praise God. You can do something. God has chosen you, has allowed you to be in this generation, to be part of the work God is doing here, to be somebody who is backing up heaven, to make the devil lose the battle in all ways, to make sure that the kingdom of God keep on moving from glory to glory. Your prayer must be like this young man and say, Lord, touch on my coffin. I want to speak to somebody. Touch on my coffin. I want your glory to be shown. Touch on my coffin so that this gospel may spread all over the region. You capable. You can use anything. Your mouth is something special. Your hand is something special. Anything you have, God has given you. It can work as a potential to push the kingdom to another level. We're going to pray. And I feel we're joining together with my pastor. And uh, this is my family. I feel like uh, I will be back when I will be back. And uh, he's coming to Uganda. Anybody who is ready, begin now to uh, prepare. Because he's speaking to thousands. When you come over there, oh, three times a day.
Yeah. Three times a day, you'll be talking to people. They will be ready for you. They will be ready for you. They will be coming all over to hear what God is doing. Praise God. And the work will be done in a great way. This nation, as I'm winding up, is a grounded nation. A nation whereby God has chosen this nation. And people who are living here, if they can't appreciate God, they don't know what they have. If we come here and we see the way you are and what you have, and we see like people doesn't know, then we say, ah, is it real? Because down there, people are just looking for few things. And anything like shoes, that's a great testimony. Somebody will just jump over here. You can't stop him to testify. He said, thank God I've been born without putting on shoes. But on this age, God has blessed me with the shoes. And to us or to other people who have really get a chance to get shoes, you may not see like it's a testimony. But to him, it's a big thing. And through that, he can scare every demon. He can stand on that testimony. And the devil loses the battle because he is talking the truth and he is giving back the glory to God. Praise God. Let's use this season as people of this season for our generation. Do whatever it takes to make sure you are part of what God is doing. Yearn and desire that by the time you go over there, they will just say thank you because we see your potential. <laughs> we see you are a part of this. And they say, thank you, you have not just made it here, but you must also be rewarded. I love that. And I'm struggling for that. I'm working for that. And I'm doing that to make sure that by the time I'll finish here, I'm going to say, Lord, the work is done. It's done, it's done, it's done. Praise God. Have these kids, 465 kids. These kids are coming from Islam background. We preach those guys and they hate the kids and they chase them away. They want to kill them there. We just get them and putting them in different places to make sure we get our own land where we shall put like a center to make sure that we raise them on a Christianity foundation. Because down there, there are a lot of things coming. The Islamic countries are targeting Africa so much. And because people are poor, people are
they don't have anything. Because of food, they can go with anything. They can go with anything. So as a church, we don't have much, but we're trying to do whatever we do by faith, believing God that he is able to do everything we can to make sure that his name be glorified. The government cannot recognize any ministry down there when you don't have your own land. And people in the community, they take you like uh, he's going to fail. He's, anytime he will be chased away. They can even go uh, to the owner of that place to use a tact that you know you need to add more money to make sure that they fail to pay that big amount so that they leave this place. And when they go, we shall hire this place. So there are much prayers in Africa. If you need to find people who are praying, we are praying. And if you need to come and see how we pray, we are praying. Not one hour, not two hours. Is 27, the church is opened in Africa. People sleeping in the church with dust. If I come here, pastor, you will not chase me. I can pray here, anytime, here. Because if I can pray there, here, I can stay here even a month, seeking God. Because it's somewhere where I feel like it's a place which is not like our place there. But because we have a work down there, we make sure that it's not about us, but even those who are coming out. We make sure we impart what God has imparted in us. We make sure that we plant what God has planted in us. So that this work, even if we have gone, it keep on moving. It keep on going from one level to another level. We make a fire to keep burning because God has ordained us in such a time. Praise God.